0: Hey-o. Today we are talking about, oh my gosh, such a wide range of topics, but believe me, I I don't know why we talked about so many things today. Regardless, uh, something about finished projects and crop tops leads us into frequency, dominance, and subordinates. and trust me, it's everything that you didn't know you needed. Um, I do end with letting you know a little things about my own astrology, and I can only recommend you getting deeper in your own work, but just knowing that we all come from all these different beautiful backgrounds and places and spaces, and if it's written in the stars, which (laughs) is there any better way of knowing and I would say like astrology and horoscopes is very surface level and the deeper you get into the understanding that is the stars in our alignment I think the more belief I develop in the power of that and yeah okay it's more than just A horoscope in Cosmo. Although like. (laughs) My favorite part of the magazine. It's more than that. It's deeper than that. And. I think. Any source. That gives us a tap into. Our deeper understanding of our existence. Is powerful stuff. That we should just know more about. And wherever we're led right is of utmost importance let's go Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be, but this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where dreams start coming true, but it happens in this slow, steady drip of endurance in the pursuit. And I'm not talking about running until you can't breathe anymore. Sometimes it's just a slow walk. Sometimes it is a sprint. Sometimes in different seasons, it is a speed walk, which the official, I watched actual speed walkers train, um, at my college. This is a real event. And they, the, the rule is that your heel can't leave the ground. Otherwise you're running. And so watching them walk as fast as they possibly could, it was the most enthralling thing that I could ever watch because of how fast but slow you're trying to go. I don't know. It was complicated for me. I just had to watch. And it was like a weird staring thing. And anyways, regardless, all of these seasons of dreams that you're going to be in are necessary and exciting and we should just embrace the pace that we're in life is not meant to be a constant hustle life is meant to be absorbed and lived in and once in a while that means just taking some time to smell those dang roses i know i know that's us that's what we're doing it's amazing. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. This is where we basically just talk about how amazing we are. I don't know. It seems like, that seems weird. It's not weird. It's life, friends. It's a beautiful life. It's a wonderful life. And one that we shall be celebrating together hmm Okay. So my great thing,- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My great thing is going, going with all the flows, doing it, and getting some of these projects completed at my house. I know we've been in a season of picking up projects to avoid projects that are coming due. It's a fun life that I live up here in this head. Um, And for me, this weekend was just like, stay home. And every part of me wanted to run away. Every part of me tried. Every part of me did at times. And then it was just like, nope, come home, get the things done. I know there's something more fun to do, but you got to be here. You got to be doing this. It's got to get done. And I didn't, I didn't run away. Imagine I stood and it was as painful as it sounds. Truly was. I know. And The result of that was my husband doing laundry, which was like a huge task taken off of my life. The the problem is usually in our minimalistic state, laundry is not an issue. Max load would be four because we keep things at a pretty minimum. But since the weather decided to be somewhere in between winter and summer... And in those drastic of instances, we have at least six loads because of the addition of spring summer, which usually we wouldn't be in a season that matches together. We would always have converted by now. But it was literally winter two weeks ago, winter, not even spring, winter, layers, sweatshirts, pants, socks, all the things. And then one day it just woke up and it was like, hey, we're not going to be winter anymore. But now we're actually going to be summer. We're not even going to do the spring thing where you participate in capris and short sleeves for a while. We're just, boom, tank tops and shorts, arrive. And your head just starts to spin and you go, okay, well, I haven't even, I don't, don't, are you sure that you're going to stay there? Are you sure that we're not going to go back? That we're not going to go back (laughs) into winter? Because I'm nervous, right? And no, we didn't. And no, there seems to be no need at this point for capris or any thought of t-shirts or as my lovely three-year-old niece likes to refer to them as up sleeves and up pants. Shorts and short sleeves, up sleeves. Cutest thing I've ever heard. Can't even want less of that. Just want more. Want her to name more things. Can kids just name things? I think it would make more sense. T-shirt? Tang top? Does that really make sense? Or does up sleeve make more sense? I I think it's up sleeves. I really think it is. Anyways... Sorry, a beautiful little cardinal just perched right outside of my window and is just hanging on out. Oh, hey, little buddy. Great to see you. Okay. <laughs> it's up sleeves. So because of that, and now there's just like a plethora of birds. Okay. Close the window. Close the We won't close the window, but we'll stop looking at the birds. So now there's a woodpecker right there too. <sighs> refocus. Okay. So my husband was doing laundry. Usually we don't have that many laundry, but because of the craziness of the seasons and the Iowaness of this season, (laughs) we have summer and winter clothes and therefore we have six to actually probably eight loads of laundry downstairs right now, which usually our max would be six. But we also transition to new towels. And so we have old towels and new towels. Old towels need to be washed and put into holding or donated. And new towels need to be washed and put away. And so we are at extreme instances of how life is working right now. And my husband sort of took that on himself. And the funny thing about that was (laughs) he kept calling upstairs to myself and my daughter and being like, whose shirt is this? Emery, is this yours or your mom's? And I think the only reason that that's a question is because one, sweater vests and sweater vests tend to be cropped and so that can be a little bit confusing. Two, I may be just as flat as my eight-year-old. Yes, we are thriving and living our best lives. Yes, at this point, it is a choice. We have had options to upgrade and we have decided to stay with who we are. And three... Because I just think clothes, women's clothes are confusing probably to men. Since all of their shirts basically look the same and are the same essentially. And there is no rhythm or difference other than the length of the sleeve and the how the shirt goes on. Otherwise they're the same. They don't get things like sweat. Which they do get sweater vests. And there are a lot more clothes. But for the most part. For most just. Midwestern men that live the way that my husband does. It's the same shirt. Right? It's the same look. All the time. And so. That was really funny. And what I wanted to say was crop tops, because I have been incorporating more crop tops. It is a thing. Okay. It's like me trying to stay with the young people and live there. But also when I'm going to yoga, it feels amazing to be in that place with my body. And it's not like a, oh, mm, I want to wear a crop top because I want everybody to see me. It's like, I want to wear a crop top because I see myself, I feel myself, I feel excited about how I look and how I feel in this and that is something as someone who suffered from extreme bouts of eating disorders that like being at that place with my body and not also being in a place of abuse. But being okay, showing and being in my body in that way feels bananas in pajamas, all of them. And so, like, while it was funny, ha ha ha, whose crop top is this? Because at this point, they're kind of almost the same size. They're not. She's much tinier than I am. But I understand how confusing it might be. And... (laughs) in that, I just realized like kids would just throw on anything. They don't question it. And I feel like I'm in a kid like state with my body. I was cleaning the bathroom yesterday and my kids had gotten the scale out from the hall closet. And I was just like, I don't, Remember the last time I weighed myself, and in college, I would weigh myself every time I came home. Every time I came home, every time I went up to the bathroom, every time that I ate something, every time that I blinked, it seemed like. And then, even after I had kids, I would still be weighing myself, paying attention to what a 10 pound wave or fury looked like and I would let it obsess and just crush me and I would let it absorb all of my mental energy and I feel so happy to be in this healed place and very grateful that my husband took on the laundry And like fully owned that piece of all of these projects. Like Hannah can stay just completing projects. And I'll do this thing. I can do this. And then I feel grateful that I'm. My clothes are able to be confused with my eight-year-olds. Because she's just making choices that are true to her. That make her feel great. That she's not questioning her body because it just feels right and it's cool and she likes it. And the fact that I can be making those same decisions feels so amazing. Like this shirt just looks cool. I would love to wear that to yoga. And so I think that I just, well, (laughs) right. What (laughs) is this life and it is not about right the showing off or the being this one thing it's about the acceptance of your body and where it is and how empowering and amazing that feels so just fully own that and to show up in that light and so that's my great thing like owning crop tops, completing projects, about to launch this book, just got a first draft of the book cover, and mind blown, just got keyed in on keywords um, to get this book ranked and out there, like, I'm forever blown away by making these decisions, by, oh my gosh, okay, take time for yourself, recognize yourself for your great things, great. What I think amazes me most is (laughs) the fact that my work is creating so much work for other human beings. And I think that's so amazing. To involve other people in that and that got me thinking a lot about just energies and rhythms and as someone who picks up on people's energies really easily, it really got me thinking about dominant energies and submissive energies and when I'm showing up as what... And when I allow other people's energies to run the conversation, and as I'm doing and learning even more about this, it's really learning and understanding more about expansion. And I know that we've gone there before, but obviously we didn't come full circle with that understanding. There is more to learn here. I'm not sure I will have ever learned it all. And I love uh, that. But this morning, I was reading more, my whole mind was blown because here they are, like, mapping out these phases. (laughs) And what's interesting is I read probably advanced psychology, doctoral-level readings of things. And then what I enjoy doing is breaking that down into some form of digestible manner because I can understand what they're saying, but it's not in a language that I normally speak, but I can kind of lower it down so that we can all digest this like in some form, crazy way we can take this in and not everyone would want to read things like that. Some of the readings are rather dry. Um, but the information is really important, right? And so I'm reading these phases. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. These are phases that I've been experiencing. And I love, I love that because what I just wrote on were like the three phases at the beginning of way advanced of where these phases are. Way front funnel. Of the phases that I'm reading about right now. But like. (laughs) We're on to something. Right. And so reading those phases. I was just like. Yep. This is why we need to teach and understand these things. Right. We don't always need these like. Steps for how you get out of this. And believe me. That will sort of be built. Right. But it's in the understanding. Where we can shift A belief where we can shift and acknowledge and understand what's going on. And so it's not just an action thing. It's not just a movement thing as much as it is an understanding first, right? A change in experience, a change in understanding in order to take a more aligned action. Because otherwise we're just acting, constantly being Taken back, acting, getting angry, going back, acting, getting angry, going back, acting, getting angry, going back. It never ends. It doesn't. And so, in order to phase out of that, we have to actually understand that it is just phases. And there is a way to end all of that and start advancing in your human work, start advancing in your. Understanding, but we have to actually understand first, right? We have to do, we have to live, we have to be, we have to advance and want advancement. And so my courses, my books, they aren't things for people who are like, ah, mm think I'm just going to stay right here, but I'll read this book. And maybe you read it and you're like, whoa, 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 I'm not ready. Maybe you have to come back around to it. But it is really for the advancement, for the moving through the phases and finally taking that first step towards what you want, towards actual dreams. And it's not an unwavering one. It's just the first one. The first one can lead to many others. And so (laughs) when I was thinking about dominant, subordinate energies, I was really thinking about how important it is for me to be dominant in a lot of places. And the only way for me to do that is to... Create a reality where I maintain my highest vibrational state. Where people can feel that expand and exude their existence. Where I'm in a position where I am in control of the energies. Right? And so part of that is spatial. Right? Where are we taking up space? What's going on? And the other part of that is just being aware of your absorbency, your ability to kind of take on other people's energies and your ability and need to sort through that to find your true frequency. Because if you're really good at this work, and all of us are innately, this isn't like a, oh, here's Hannah. She's just some sort of energy. No, 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 friends. We're all absorbing and reading past what we can see in some way, shape, or form. Now, how we do that and our ability to just tap into that deeper is a personal quest. Not everybody is ready for. But we're all doing it in some form or fashion. Truth. And so... It's important that we are aware of these things, of these truths, right? Vital, in fact, that we are, that we know, that we're here, that we go, that we go, that we stay in control as much as we can and one of the things that i read this morning too was like it's just as consistent as possible and so long as we continue to measure that and duh that's what we're doing then that's all that matters and so you might show up for a meeting aware or or uh I don't know, a family gathering or a fill in the blank, whatever you're doing. I don't know what you're doing with your life, but I believe that it's beautiful and that it's yours and that you're doing it. You're making it happen. And I couldn't be more here for that if I tried. (sighs) (laughs) But in that, Slowly and steadily, we can better understand our own frequency. Better understand that people who do exude light deserve to be in places and spaces where that's less interrupted and deserve to find their ability to protect and expand Protect and expand. And in that, they can begin to find their true power, their true ability, their true calling in this life. But if we're constantly weaving through this life, sort of disrupted by dominant energies, boo! And how often does that happen, my friends? Right? Where you come into a work day and you're actually feeling really bomb. And then all of a sudden, someone more dominant or someone with a higher scale of darkness comes in and just washes over the room. Right? We do that. We have that happen. And when that happens, my good friends we find we find ourselves a little bit lost and forgetting all of the amazing things that we need to be that the world deserves from us and I don't Say this so that you go out and like, oh, you're being a dominant energy vampire sucker hater, and I need to not be by you anymore, which some of those decisions you may have to make. But the reality is you're, for the most part, in control, and we want to keep you that way. Right? We want to keep you in this high vibes only state we want to see you thrive there and it's not like that forever and that's not to say that things aren't coming your way but for the most part when we stay in control of that when we understand and establish our own energetic dominance When we heighten a room, we are acting in not only our best interest, but the interest of everyone. Because a collective higher energy? Mm, nah, no thanks. Kind of sounds like something that might suck. No one said ever. Hey, nah. Well, people don't say this because they're not supposed to, but like, oh, hey, nah nah, I don't want to make my life awesome. I don't really actually want to enjoy it because that would be new and different and I don't know what to do. And so that sounds super uncomfortable and I think I'm going to go ahead and pass. People don't say that out loud, but that's the reality a lot of people choose to exist in. And those of us, you, me, me, that have found heightened experience, that have seen the power of our own personal frequency, the ability and the strength that that has to deliver an optimal experience is like nothing else. And the more that I come to know this, the closer I get to this information, to this understanding the crazier the waterfall becomes. And oftentimes, the heightened frequency of work. And I will say that when I can't get out of my own head, when I can't create my own frequency, right? When the self thoughts are getting after me, or I'm just having an off week because of, well, life, right? The seasons just aren't matching up right now. What always heightens my frequency and my level of attraction is just falling back into the work. Sometimes I get too far out ahead of it and it hurts my frequency. And when I do that, I start questioning my own dominance in different groups and I sort of fade back. And I put myself into the subordinate group. I put myself into the subordinate energy and mindset, and it hurts my frequency. And I sort of dim down and down and down, and I take on whatever the collective group energy is, and I don't show up as myself, and I hurt myself and the group because of that and I feel myself shrinking I feel myself sort of falling back and everybody deserves more and the stepping in and the stepping out everyone and they deserve that from me and they deserve that from you and right Anytime that that's starting to deplete, anytime that I'm finding myself too far up in my head, I know that I can just go back to work. Go see the people, places, and things that bring me energy. Do the things that bring me energy writing and thinking and creating and doing work like this and continuing to tap in deeper to that and, and reading and listening and learning. And every time I tap back in, I know. Because the world begins responding again. Responding to me. Responding to this vibrant energy that I create when I am in flow. And then I can kind of tap back into the world again once I've gotten back into that dominant energy space. But a shrunk back me, a subordinate me, is not the me that the world is asking for. Trust me. I have checked. It is in my 10th house, my good friends. I can't be less. It does not serve my soul purpose. Leo sun and moon, people. That's a whole entire vibe. (laughs) And you have that too. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, posts with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at the death of a dream also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, but you can check out Thank you.